0: Welcome back to another Daily Walk. Well, today we want to talk a little bit about this concept called hypergrace. This is uh, an aberration that we see coming around. Uh, More recently, um, I would probably say within the last couple of decades, uh, the number one hypergrace teacher out there would be Jonathan Prince. And if you sit down and talk to some of these guys, a lot of people don't really understand the difference. And even if you had taught with them, a lot of the A lot of things that he would say are are very biblically sound, but sometimes they take the, the idea of grace too far. Some of these guys even preaching that things we find in the Gospels are not even applicable to us today. Because that was all old theology, all before Jesus, and now we're under this complete thing where grace is all that there is, and no matter what else anybody does, there's nothing else except that grace. And that is an aberration of what this teaching is. So what is grace? Well, grace, of course, as we look at the theological definitions, we have unmerited favor would be grace. So, you know, you are deserving of something and uh, now there's grace and mercy. You're deserving of something because you've done wrong and you don't receive it, that would be mercy. If you're not deserving of something but you get it, that would be called grace. And what happens is a lot of people look at God and the cross and Jesus and love, and it's an apparition of this love is conquers all movement. That, yes, that is a verse in the scripture, love conquers all, but the context of that verse is not let all pure licentiousness go everywhere all over and run amok. And there's hundreds and hundreds of verses in the scriptures, all New Testament teaching that will teach this. We're just going to focus on a couple of them. But what ends up happening is we have this grace and we have this idea of, of hyper-grace comes down. And with this, it people start to forget that our call as Christians is to conform our life to Christ, not to just keep on... Doing exactly what we are doing and and all those things and and never mind because hey Jesus and make Jesus just makes everything good. So, in other words, when we come to Christ, we have a responsibility to become more like Christ. Okay, so in other words, grace is a safety blanket for our best efforts. It's not the catch-all that we don't try. And when we stop trying to become like Christ. Then we are walking that line of hyper grace instead of what actual grace is. So, from First Peter, uh, chapter one, verse seventeen: If you address as the Father the one who in, uh, impartially judges according to each one's work, conduct yourselves in fear in the time of your stay on earth, knowing that you are not redeemed with perishable things like silver and gold from your futile way of life inherited from your forefathers, but with the precious blood. As a lamb unblemished and spotless, the blood of Christ. Okay, so looking at this, he judges everyone's individual works. That is what the key operative of that happens to be. This is not a end times before the throne of God thing. Uh, the great great white throne, the judgment of unbelievers. This is of believers. And if you look around at Peter's theology, have a look at... Um, uh, have a look at uh, 2 Peter chapter 1, starting in verse 5. For this very reason, apply all diligence in your faith, supply moral excellence, in your moral excellence knowledge, in your knowledge self-control, in your self-control perseverance, in your perseverance godliness, in your godliness brotherly kindness, in your brotherly kindness love. For if these qualities are yours and are increasing, they render you neither useless nor unfruitful in the true knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, but he warns verse nine, he who lacks these qualities is blind or short-sighted, having forgotten his purification from his former sins. Therefore, brethren, be all the more diligent to make certain about his calling and choosing for you. For as long as you practice these things, you will never stumble. In other words, hey, when you become saved, salvation is by grace through faith. But when you are saved, you are expected to continue on in Christ, so there's this phrase in our culture, you know, God loves me as I am. Well, maybe <laughs> God gives us grace where we are. He never intends to keep us there. Okay, the prodigal son. I'm reading. Um, I think it's called A Tale of Two Sons by John MacArthur right now. Looking at this fine detail, how, how you make a 200-page book out of the parable uh, of the prodigal son is is uh, fascinating. But looking at all of the things that he's doing in here, you know, the father takes the son back this prodigal back but it wasn't he wasn't taking him back so he could keep on living in his sin he took him back because of the pure and genuine repentance in his heart now that pure and genuine repentance had to come prior to coming back to him that is very true uh very very faithful and so looking at this all together We are loved how we come to Christ, but God never, ever, ever intends to keep us that way. And this is where hyper-grace fails. Now, they say that by having this excessive amount of grace, you are empowering people to not sin. But the problem is it's taken too far where they are sinning more because they've come to the conclusion whether or not the teachers intended this, that you don't have to change. And the reality is we have to change. That's the entire purpose of God's redeeming work in our life. But it's something that is so countercultural to today where everyone says, oh, accept me exactly who I am. Well, I'm not going to accept you exactly as you are if you're stealing from me every week. We have to come to Christ not on our terms, but on his terms. And there's this, another section over here um, from Second Thessalonians. And it is uh, starting in uh, chapter 1, verse 6. For after all, it is only just for God to repay with affliction those who afflict you, and to give grief, uh, relief to those who are afflicted, as well as when the Lord Jesus will be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in fire, Verse 8, dealing out retribution to those who do not know God and to those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus. And it goes on to there. So what is the gospel of our Lord Jesus? Is it one of simply knowing sound theology? No. But is it one of simply doing good works for your neighbors? No. Both are an aberration. And we're starting to see this uh, devolution of churches in our day where we follow into these churches that are so concerned with the social gospel where in the midst of the social gospel they're really talking about just alleviating the struggles of mankind and they... Never mind any theology, never mind any sound principle about what the gospel is, never mind the focus on the eternal life, we just want to alleviate temporal um, suffering. That is a problem because when you start trying to alleviate suffering without the spiritual end game in mind, you're failing the cause of the gospel. But on the other hand, when all you can do is sit down in a church and discuss this theology and that theory about it, and you never get out and actually do anything, never get out and actually help anybody, never actually get out and obey the command to meet the needs of the community, you are likewise failing the gospel. The gospel requires sound theology and doctrine about the salvation of Christ and Christ-like service to your suffering neighbors no matter who they be. That we may share the gospel when we share the gospel, we may have sound theology in what we do, and we may help and alleviate suffering in the world around us. That is one of the things that the hyper-grace movement fails at, because it fails to bring us into repentance. And repentance is required for the salvation of Christ. It's recorded in scriptures over and over and over. So thanks for watching this video. You can subscribe to the channel if you've not already, pass the video along on uh, various platforms. You can catch these on podcast form on a variety of different podcasts out there. So be looking for those as well. Thanks for coming along, and I hope that you enjoy your daily walk in our Lord. Thank you for tuning in. Our Walk in Christ podcast is a listener-supported presentation. For more information about how you can help, check out com forward slash support